Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you would open your Bibles with me, Jude, I'm going to read verses 22 and 23. I'm also going to read a verse in Philippians, chapter 2, verse 4. As you're turning into the word of the Lord, thank you for being here today on Vision Sunday. Thank you to all of you who are joining us online. We greet and bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jude, verses 22 and 23 simply says, And some have compassion making a difference. Hallelujah. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Philippians 2, verse 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So if you haven't put two and two together to come up with four of what's sitting all over your seats, the postcards and the handouts and all that, our vision for 2023 is others. Others. Come on, can we just take just a moment right now and ask God to help us to love Him, ourselves, and so that we can love others. Jesus right now. I pray in the name of Jesus that we would be able to fulfill these scriptures, Lord, the way you want them fulfilled. So, Father, today you are the living word. I ask now that you make my tongue the pen of a ready writer and speak both your logos and your rima to your church. Open our understanding that we might comprehend the scripture. Write it upon our hearts that we might apply it to cause every hindrance to be rebuked and to be cast out in the name of Jesus. And we pray it all in your name. And would everyone say amen. God bless you, you may be seated. I'd like for you, before I get into what I'm going to preach just for a minute, is on the postcard, it's got the two verses I just read to you on the top and the bottom. On the back, it should be able to be written upon. I want you to use this like we did a few years ago with our 7 by 7 cards. Write down people's names you're praying for. If you need more postcards, I promise you we got a bunch. And write down, put this in your Bible, fold it and put it in your wallet, your purse, whatever. And let's consider others this year. Amen. On May 25th, 1961, President John F. Kennedy, addressing a joint session of Congress, gave what we now call the moon speech, in which he said, we choose to go to the moon. And by the end of that decade, an entire industry had been set in motion to make a vision a reality, and they went to the moon. On August 28, 1963, about two years later, in the March on Washington at the Washington Mall, Martin Luther King Jr. began to give what is called his I Have a Dream speech. If you've ever watched it on video, there's a point where he is reading his speech. He was a very good orator, but he was a preacher as well. And there comes a pause in his words, and somebody off to his left says to him, you can vaguely hear it, but they say something to the effect of, preach it. Preach it. And he begins, that's when he starts going, I have a dream today. 
that my four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. He began to give a word and not just a speech. And that speech helped the leaders of our nation to enact laws that had 100 years earlier been made. And today, in the, in the vein of those two speeches that revolutionized the United States of America and the world, I'm coming to you today with the same hope that the preached Word of God will inspire you to set a course for your life to fulfill God's purpose. So I have a dream today. I have a dream that the church will be the church today. I have a dream that families will make altars in their home today. I have a dream today that people will put aside petty differences and be unified together for the cause of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I have a dream today that people will say, I'm going to love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I'm going to love my neighbor as myself because Jesus said that that second commandment is just as important as the first. I have a dream today. And so therefore we choose to go into the harvest to reach others. I have a dream today and we choose to plant more churches in the Nebraska district. I have a dream today that we will be debt free so we can support every missionary global missionary, North American missionary, multicultural missionary. I have a dream. We choose to go to others, to love God and love others. So when I say the word others, what comes to your mind? You see, we live in a society where it's more common to take a selfie than it is to help someone. It it pains me. It infuriates me when I read about stories where people are dying on the street and instead of anybody helping, they're recording it or they're taking selfies about it. What does God think when He says the word others? What did He mean when He spoke through Jude and spoke through Paul in Philippians? What should we think When we read the word others in Scripture, does it matter who they are? Do they have to vote the same as we do in order for us to help them? Are we prejudiced to only help those that are of our same ethnicity? And these questions penetrate my heart as I launch the 2023 vision. And so we will use these Scriptures, Jude 23 and Philippians 2.4, to illustrate God's mandate this year. I'm setting the following goals because I have a dream today. And we choose, therefore we choose to pray for others faithfully every day. Is there anybody that will get a hold of a prayer life with me and will pray for others every day? 
Or there's some people that'll say, you know what, I've got some prayer requests, but I'm going to first pray for others. Amen. We choose to pray for others. We choose to teach 120 people a Bible study this year. We've already had five taught this year. We choose to reach out to others, whether it's in an airport or a break room or a classroom or the street corner or the lobby of a hotel. We choose to teach others a Bible study. We choose, amen, to reach people. And to share with Him the good news so that we will see them saved, born again, and experiencing the new birth. I believe God will fill 120 people this year with the Holy Ghost. I have a dream today. Come on, I have a dream today. Is anything too hard for God? If you want to do the math, that's 10 per month. 10 times 12, 120. That's not too hard for God. That's about two and a half people a week. You think God can do that? I have a dream today. We choose to read the Bible daily, edifying ourselves and others. Is there some people that will get a hold of our Bible study uh, prayer or reading charts, excuse me, and read the Word of God every day? Amen? We choose to give cheerfully, faithfully, and sacrificially of our tithes and offerings so that others can hear the gospel here. And abroad this year, yet again, we have set another record of giving with our missions. You'll hear about in our business meeting if you come later. But over $60,000 again pledged and given to missions this year. About three years ago, I prayed and I said, God, I'm tired of giving more to a mortgage than I am to our missions. And for the last two years, we have given more to missions than we have to our mortgage. And by the way, our mortgage is still paid. It's not that we're not paying our mortgage. Just want you to know that. But I love because mortgage emissions in, in alphabetical order are on the same uh, line after line on the, on the expense sheet. And I love it when I can look at that and see we only gave about 50000 to the mortgage, but we gave 58000 to emissions. I'm like, praise God. I can't wait for the day that that's 158000 I have a dream today. Praise God. We have various ways that we can fulfill these goals. Obviously, we have groups that we're going to look at later, and you'll hear about that in just a moment, and we're going to go downstairs. You can see different ways you can sign up and become part of connect groups to help with others and be edified yourself and reach out to others. As far as prayer is concerned, we've got men's prayer every other week on a Monday night. We have pre-service prayer, and I want to just mention something about this, and, and please hear my heart for just a minute. I know that fellowship is a part of who we are. I know that connecting and seeing each other and, and talking and, hey, how was your week is, is a part of who we are and what we do. But I wonder if we can make the effort to say we choose to make pre-service prayer the highest priority. Amen? I don't want to sound condemning. I don't want to sound as if I'm just, you know, up here with an axe to grind. But I wonder sometimes if we're more concerned about the details of a project or a thing than we are about praying about a thing. And so I am 
asking as nicely as possible for you to make pre-service prayer a priority. By the way, it's only about 10 minutes because there's a five-minute video that starts playing. Surely we can find 10 minutes on a Sunday and 10 minutes on a Wednesday to meet here and not talk on our phones, not try to worry about what we're going to do about a thing. No offense, but I got a whole lot of worry on my shoulders too. But you know what I have found? I have found that when I leave the phone sitting on the desk in my study and I come in here and pray, things start figuring themselves out. Okay. All right. I won't keep belaboring that point. I think you got it. Hallelujah. Last year, our theme was called. And as you saw, the word all, in that word, all are called. So I wonder if this year, merging those two together, will we answer the call to go to others? Let me just talk about that for just a minute from Jude. Beginning at verse 20, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his, the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. On November 13th of last year, Pastor Trevor was preaching our first half. I think he forgot it was first half and he was preaching. Not that that's a bad thing. That's okay. But he was ministering under the Holy Ghost and he preached a message titled a little, little better than you found it. And during that message he illustrated and he even quoted from this very passage and illustrated reaching for people and used me as a visual aid explaining that God is calling us to bring people from darkness to God's light. So how do we obey this call? Well first of all look at verse 20. We encourage ourselves in the faith and one another. How? By building ourselves on our most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you prayer is not relegated to a sub-ministry over here. Prayer is a priority. We must be a house of prayer. Jesus, when he overturned the money-changing tables, he said, you have made my house a den of thieves, but it is supposed to be a house of prayer. Can I tell you that we must make this and keep this a place where prayer is a priority. That's how we're going to build ourselves up and be encouraged to reach others. Amen. We must stay faithful to God's love. 
Look at verse 21. Keeping yourselves in the love of God and looking for the mercy of Jesus Christ to eternal life. Amen. Every day get up and guard yourself and keep yourselves self in his love what can I do today to draw closer to Jesus what can I do today to look more forward to eternal life with him amen verse 4 in that or not verse 4 verse 21 keep pointing people to Jesus amen keep pointing people to who he is that eternal life amen verse 22 make a difference make an authentic difference through compassion Let me just say it this way. Don't just invite people to come to church. How about this? How about we become the church and take heaven on earth to them? I have a dream today that a lot of people are going to get the Holy Ghost. Not just on a Sunday. Not just on a Wednesday. But in a break room. (laughs) Ah, I have a dream today that on some street corners and in some houses and trailers and apartments, some people are going to experience the infilling of the Holy Ghost. I have a dream today that Pastor Trevor and Pastor Lucas and myself and Pastor Jeremy and others are going to be called. Can you come to the church? i got to baptize somebody. And if we can't make it, they got to find some place with deep enough water to baptize some people. I have a dream today that some people are going to be baptized in swimming pools. I have a dream today. Hallelujah. Reach for others, verse 23, pulling them out of the fire. But notice this. Don't hate them. Hate the garment spotted by the flesh. We've, we've often said it this way. Love the sinner, hate the sin. That, that applies here. Amen. Reach for them with love. Hate what sin has done. Hate what sin, how sin has ravaged their lives. But love them. Remembering that we once were in the same place. Hallelujah. And and then consider this. I'm talking how we're going to do this. How we're going to do others this year. We're going to know that God's going to keep us from falling When we reach for others, look at verse 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, power both now and forever. Pastor Lucas, can you come here real quick? Amen. Levi, can I use you? Amen. Come here. Get up here. I mean, sorry, Miguel, sorry. Good Lord, I know what I was thinking, Levi. Come here, buddy. No, 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 down here, down here, down here, down here. Okay. No, turn around, turn around. I want you to reach up to Pastor Lucas, okay? And, and you, you kind of get down like you're going to pick him up. Now, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. In this precarious place, he, he was going to get balanced, which is the wise thing to do. But I want you to understand, sometimes when we reach for others, it can be concerning. Well, what about, and watch this. As he's reaching... God's got him. Go ahead and reach for him. Go ahead and pick him up. Go ahead and, you know, I got you. I got you. Let me help you here. Are you watching that? Listen, stay right there. As you reach for others this year, 
God is able to keep you from falling down with them. Mm. As you reach down for others to pick them up, God's able to keep you to where you're not going to fall. So don't be afraid. Well, what if I fall down the ditch with them? Come on. God's able to keep you. Reach for others. Don't worry what they look like. Don't worry what they smell like. Don't worry where they've been. Come on, reach for them because God is reaching for them. Thank you. And if His hands must touch Man, we must do the touching. If his voice must be heard, we must do the preaching. If his love must be felt, we must do the loving. It's not what we say, but who we are. That the world sees of him. We must be real. And elder, when we show Jesus to others. Oh, they're going to have a connection to us, friends, family. But they're going to see Jesus. You know why? We live in a world of hurt. We live in a world where where people have been abused and abandoned and neglected and unfortunately and sadly and tragically some of that by religion. And so I say to you as Jesus said to us, Behold, I send you forth as sheep among wolves. It's going to get tough. It's going to get tight. There's going to be moments that are difficult. But if you'll go to others... His grace and truth has already gone before you. And His goodness and mercy follow you. That's how we're going to do it. And we're going to leave this world a little better than we found it. In Philippians 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 5, but I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit, are your tender hearts, are your hearts tender and compassion, excuse me, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Verse three, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. And so this others is not just an outreach. It is also an in-reach. Can I tell you, we need each other. In the church, we need each other. We can't do it alone. You've heard it said time and again, and it bears repeating time and again. This is a church that's about teams. There's a children's team, a praise team, a pastoral team, a connections team. All these are teams. Why? Because we need one another, and I need your skill set, and you need my skill set, and I need your help, and you need my help, and together, not just an attitude of who is the superstar, but rather 
an attitude of Christ is the head and the rest of us are the body and the hand can't say to some other part of the body, I don't need you. We need one another. And God has designed His church for such a thing to do. We need to encourage one another. We need to take an interest in one another. We need to pray for one another. And so while we're reaching for others that are outside, if you will, salvation and outside His love and mercy, let us not neglect to also reach for others who are inside. I've got one hand reaching out to these and another reaching out to these. It's not either or. It's both and. And so others is not just an outreach initiative, but an in-reach initiative. It's a vision for both. And how do we do that? In verse 2, we express genuine love and unity. We do it the way Jesus said. One of the main marks of discipleship is, if you have love one toward another, then the world will know you're my disciples. Just loving one another. Number two, we work together. That's also in verse two. In verse three, we are humble and not selfish. In verse four, we're looking beyond our needs to the needs of others. We're taking interest in what they have. We're not just looking out for our own interests. Right? But an interest in others also. And then the fifth thing, look at verse 5. And again, I'll read it from the New Living. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. Let me just sum it up this way. Be like Jesus. Uh Amen. That's how we will serve others. What did Jesus do? And Pastor Lucas, you read it. You preached from it from a little bit this today. What did he do? He served. Just before he broke that bread and shared that cup, ushers, if you would get ready, please. Elder, they were sitting around all talking, and nobody had done the job of washing their feet. Now, some of us may not understand that culture. They didn't sit around tables like we do above. They didn't wear shoes like we do. They wore sandals typically, and so the dust and the dirt and the grime from the dusty roads and all that would, would get on their feet. And so because they would, they would sit more uh, like, like this, kind of on their you know, side around a table, because of that, their feet were somewhat close to the food at times. And so somebody, typically a servant, had to be, just wait just a minute, guys, just be ready, but I'll call on you just one second. But they had to be ready to wash feet. Nobody had done that. Instead, they're they're worrying about who's going to have the seat in in eternal kingdom and who's going to be closest to Jesus and all this other stuff. And Jesus, meanwhile, goes over and and gets a towel and gets a basin and, and walks over and starts washing their feet. He serves to show them that even, he said, if your master has served you, you must do this to others. Right? Don't worry, we're not going to wash you other's feet today. Just don't be freak out, especially our guests. Where it's, you know, I think we can practically apply that in this sense. How can I help you? Oh, 
You're moving in with your aunt? Okay, we can get the men together and come help you. Oh, such a, you know, Karen needed help packing up. Some men go over and help pack up. With that, you know, Terry and Laurel moving here from Oregon. Some men get together and, and, and go pack them into their, right? We can practically do it in those ways. Oh, such a so-and-so sick. Let's get some ladies together and make some food and help her out, and, right? So there's practical ways we can do that. Now, if you want to wash somebody's feet and you feel like you need to do that, I'm not saying you can't, but I think we can practically apply it that way. But in the same sense of serving others and Jesus showing them that if the greatest among you has done this, and, and by the way, anybody that wants to achieve to be the highest and the greatest, guess what? That just means you're servant of all. So if you want my job, here it is. It's yours. You can have it. I'll be second in command. No problem. <laughs> right? But he also took that bread and broke it, passed that cup. And as you read, as often as you do this, you show the Lord's death. So we're going to take communion right now on this Vision Sunday. And so ushers, if you would come. And again, families, I leave this to you. If you believe your children understand, I leave that up to you as to whether or not they can have that. So just grab, if you would. For those that either haven't taken communion with us or have it in a while, remember there are two tabs. Your first one, the little clear one, you'll peel back. That's where the bread is, okay? The second that you'll peel back, of course, is the cup. If everybody could wait, we will take this together. And here's what I want you to understand about communion. It shows the service of Christ, right? He served us. He was willing oh, to put on flesh so that we could become his righteousness. He was willing to take on our sin so that we could take on his mercy and grace. What a Savior. What a Savior. Mythology writes about men who can become gods. But the Bible reveals that God became man. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And because his body was broken and because his blood was shed, I can be saved. And so as we, in just a moment, take this communion, let us first remember how he served us. But then... Let us think, how can we serve others? Can we do that? Does everybody have a cup that wants it? Okay. Again, that first little tab, it's a clear one. That's where the little wafer of the bread will be. The second tab will be the cup. You want to peel that back and get ready. We're going to take this together in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for becoming my sin.
so that I could become your righteousness. Thank you that you became a man so that I could be saved. I love you so much, Jesus. Would you take the bread and would you take it with me right now? Let's join together in Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And now would you also take that cup, which represents his blood in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Now, before we start throwing trash away, can we just take a moment? Can we just pause and reflect on this for just a moment together? Some of you are already standing. That's all right. If you want to just lift your hands and your voice and begin to thank him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You saved me. You loved me. Thank you for serving me. Help me to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Help me to love others as myself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Something's happening right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It's my key. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Sing it now. Oh, the blood of Jesus. You know it washes white as snow. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. And you know it washes white as snow. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Wonder-working power. The soul-saving power. And it washes white as snow. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. Are you thankful? 
You didn't have to do it, but you did, Lord. I'm thankful. Hallelujah. For it washes white as snow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. God bless you. I'm almost finished. If you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then according to Scripture, you have fulfilled the greatest commandment. And when Jesus was asked that day, and I believe both Matthew and Mark record this event, ruler of the Pharisees, ruler of the law, had asked him this question, Master, what is the great commandment? And he answered it, but then before they could ask or say something, he paused and he said, and the second is like to it. What that means is it's just as important. And in Matthew's gospel, he records Jesus saying, and on these two hang all the law and the prophets. What Jesus said in those words was this. If we love God vertically with everything we have, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we love others as ourselves, we have fulfilled the law. Did you see that? Vertical, horizontal. And on that, you want to fulfill the love of God? You want to fulfill the word of God? Love. Love God, love others. You want to, you want to be a good Christian? Love God, love others. You know what? Listen, that's why everything we believe from the new birth to holiness, from salvation to everything, from the oneness to everything, the reason it's all hinged, it hinges on love. We are who we are. We believe what we believe. We say what we say. We do what we do. Why? Because of love. It has to be that way. If it's not, it's religion, it's rules, and regulation. But if it's love, it's relationship. Hallelujah. And it's not either or. It's not just loving God. It's also loving others. This is why the Bible says in Romans and in James that love is the fulfilling of the law. So as we take heart to the vision for 2023, remember this. We will love God and love others, revealing that we are God's true disciples. Amen. So please take with you this handout that shows um, mine printed two copies, but you know, front and back, it, it explains what I've just preached. Take with you uh, uh, the, the CGSL one and it explains. We've got more if you need more. Take these postcards with you. We've got more. There's more out back. Pick up more by your seat. Write down people's names. Maybe you want one for others that are, that are not saved and you want one for others that are. I don't know, but however you want to do it, write down others. And let me just say this too. Meet some people in the church that you haven't met yet. We are not that big of a church yet that you can't meet more people. And so move around. Meet people outside of the typical circle of influence that you and, and pray for them. I don't know how your memory works, but you know, they say memory is the second thing to go, and I can't remember what the first was. <laughs> I know that was lame, wasn't it? 
But truth, somebody said it, yeah. And so I write down things all the time. I got notes in my phone. I got notes in my Bible. People I want to pray for and remember. So do that, okay? Please do that. At this time, and, and leaders, as I call your name, please just come up front on these steps and around the altar and face the congregation, if you would, please. Um, I'm going to just name you off quickly, so please be ready and paying attention. Associate Pastor Lucas, and of course, Sister Alicia, our ladies minister. Uh, Jackie Ferris, I think I just saw her step out. Amen. But if someone can possibly get her to come back in. And my wife, um, these are um, obviously my wife's my, my wife, first of all. But her and her sister, along with Lucas, serve as our executive assistants. Shannon also leads our music. Jackie with our children's and connect ministries. Uh, administrative pastor, young families minister. Uh, Trevor and Tabby, please come. Teaching pastor, hyphen ministers. The Coles, I know Pastor Jeremy is out today, but please come. Student pastors, Millers, would you please come. Children's ministry, amen. Alex, Brooklyn, amen. If you guys would come as well, your husbands. Trauma reboot, of course, Brooklyn. Kara, would you come, amen. Discipleship ministry, Kara, I know you're with your husband on that, but Donnie, would you come? And I know you also serve over media. Forever Young, Melendrezes, would you please come and you help with our connection. Jameses, would you please come? I know you guys serve in our classics, but also Rivers of Life Church in Blair. We can make two rows if we have to because we got steps. So just, uh, um, Sister Melendrez, if you guys were, somebody would just come. There we go. There we go. Get on these steps. There we go. Let's, that's a good idea. Prayer ministry, Sister Nancy Canales. All Nations coordinator, Sister Betty. Way of Life minister, Sister Jackie. Pettit, would you come? Amen. Tim and Vonda, would you come and stand? As you know, We've talked about uh, evangelism, and I know uh, I'm going to help lead that, but would you all come as well? They've had some great ideas, and we've got some things planned for this year in reaching out. And then, of course, our treasurer, Brother Sal, is already up here, but if, if our rest of our finance team that's not up here would also come. I don't see Brother Joe, but I do see Brother Chris and Brother Matthew. Amen. Would you come as well, a part of our, our treasurers, excuse me, our trustees and finance team? These are the various ones. If you ever hear me talk about the leadership of the Church of Omaha, core teams or executive teams, this is who I'm referring to right here. These are the people that, that serve, that lead, that, that pray, that, that work with me on the vision. That you know, Many of these work in, in capacities of, of preaching and ministering, obviously leading children's ministry, youth ministries, all of these things. These are what we're referring to when we say that. We're getting some. So some pictures over here. Uh, there we go. Somebody looks, looks like we got a big picture here. So, All right, everybody smile. Who's taking the picture for us? Avery, you're doing it? All right, everybody look at Avery. Amen. Praise God. You got everybody in there, Avery? You're awesome. Thank you. Okay. But here's what we're going to do. The Bible talks about praying for our leaders, right? Amen. We need prayer too. So would you all extend your hands forward? And would you pray for these who leave in the various capacity? You may not remember them. I read them fast. But would you pray? And you leaders that are up here, would you extend your hands outward to the congregation and to those watching online? And let's pray together right now. Jesus, we thank you that you have called us to this hour 
to love and to serve, to give and to lead. And God, as we connect, grow, serve, and lead together, I pray you would bless the congregation. I pray you would bless the unborn church that is yet to come in. I pray you would bless, Lord, the unborn uh, uh, congregations that we're going to start in the name of Jesus. I believe for it. I expect for it. I declare it and decree it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As you know, we have a, a Congolese church that meets here now at 2 o'clock on Sundays in our Togolese church, which was here. They started in 2016. They now have their own building over in the Millard area. They are meeting at 10, so they're in church right now. Amen. We have those two churches that we're going. We also have our Norfolk uh, church that we're going to pray for. And also, I believe this year we're going to start a Hispanic church. I have met with and prayed with and talked with, amen, Brother Mario and his wife, Sister Priscilla. So would you all come up as well and your families? I believe God is going to do a work in our Spanish community. I believe God is going to bless our Togolese and Congolese communities. And I believe God wants to do great things and greater things, amen. I believe there will be churches born in a day, just like the Congolese church happened. So can we pray now for these Norfolk, our Congolese, our Togolese, and our future Spanish church. In the name of Jesus, God, right now, we want to reach more people. God, we want to reach ethnicities that have not yet been reached. We want to reach communities that have not yet been reached. So give us wisdom. Give us direction. Oh, God, we pray that you would supply the provision, God, so we can do this. Lord, we ask for it. We believe for it. We have a dream today. We shall accomplish the vision in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, leaders. You can be seated if you do. If you're a leader with a small uh, a group table, or you can go ahead and go downstairs. Those of you that have a table, you can go ahead and be dismissed. Everybody else just stay here for a moment. Or leaders can go back. But if you've got a, a booth or a table downstairs at this time, please go ahead and get ready downstairs. Amen and amen. As you know and as you can see on our uh, uh, effort or our paper, rather, that says what our mission is, CGSL, Connect, Grow, Serve, Lead. Of course, it's at the top of the stairs. It's in the walls as you come in. It's over, hanging over the, the uh, clipboards and the admin wing. Connect with God. Grow in faith. Serve others, lead by example. On the, on the back of that, it breaks down a paragraph for each one of those and what they mean and how we can fulfill them. And so I'm asking you to take that with you as well so that we, when you hear Connect, grow, serve, leave. You know what it means. It's not just empty words, but there's meaning to those words. And you can, you can grasp what they mean. You can become what they mean. I was at Madonna where my sister-in-law uh, works, and my wife did an internship there. I was meeting them for lunch one day, and I came out of the, the lunchroom to leave. And when I looked there, they had this big banner. It was probably eight feet long, maybe 
two, two and a half feet uh, wide, and it just simply said in the middle, I am Madonna. And it had underneath that some of the one word or two word phrases that would be their core values, you know, integrity, uh, you know, whatever. And it was written there. And then all of the employees from, from janitors to doctors and everything in between had signed that. And, and it, it began to make me think, you know, here's people that are taking the mission and the vision of that company, that hospital, and they're saying, I am Madonna. And so here's what I want you to think. I am TCOO. I Connect with God. I grow in faith. I serve others. I leave. And I'm not trying to do that to make it about I in the sense of pride or arrogance, but yet to embody what that means. Does that make sense? All right. And a part of that is we're launching groups today. And they're downstairs. That's what you just saw those people step down. We've got various types of groups, everything from prayer ministry groups and, and, and to fun fellowship type of groups. I want you to come down, take a look. There's, there's snacks at different tables. Uh, some have donut holes and others have candy. So, you know, come down and, uh, you know, see what might interest you uh, to be a part of a group. And then I want to say this to any of you. If you have an idea, hey, I'd, I think a, 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 you know, certain type of group might be neat. Come and talk to me because we're, we want to make these fluid where we might add more. And maybe mid-year, we might add a couple more groups or something. So if you've got an idea or God's laid something on your heart, you hear us all the time say, if you want to serve, talk to Lucas, my wife, Jackie, because there's ample opportunities to serve in the kingdom of God. Amen? Let's stand together. And so as we bring this part of our Vision Sunday to a close up here and we get ready to go downstairs, let's remember... It's both and. I'm reaching for others, knowing that he's able to keep me from falling. I'm going to reach for those that are hurting and helpless and hopeless. And, but I'm also going to reach for those that are in the church and love them too. It's both and. Jesus, we thank you that we can serve, love, and lead. We thank you for the dream and the vision you've given us today. And I thank you as well, God, that together we are going to embody it and fulfill it, and that the destiny has been set in motion by your word and by our faith and action in it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? God bless you. Please visit, but please do that visiting downstairs. You can go out this door and down. You can go out that door and around. But let's all please make our way downstairs and see what these groups are about and how we can sign up and be a part of them in Jesus' name.